Hi guys, I'm glad you're tuning in to this week's episode of What's New in the DeFi Space, where I share with you the hottest and latest DeFi news so that you can stay up to date in the market, making sure that you make the best decisions. And yeah, in this video, we've got a lot of juicy content. I'll be sharing with you a new sexy on-chain metrics dashboard, some news about Curve plus ZK Sync layer two scaling solution, as well as a wormhole Solana Ethereum bridge. And an interesting thing that's been happening on Ethereum that you might not be aware of where you could potentially be losing money if you don't pay attention to it. I'll be diving into uh, a brief overview of what front runners are on Ethereum and how you could be losing money on that. And last but not least, make sure you wait until the end of the video where I share a super exciting um, chart that I'm sure you've already seen before, but it's applied then to the Ethereum price chart. So without further ado, let's dive into the video. But before that, my name is Kieran and I'll be your guide on your DeFi adventure, making sure that you are ready, safe, and making the best decisions possible to bring you closer to your goals of financial independence. The first thing I'd like to share with you is a new dashboard by theblockcrypto.com. I'll link it down below so you can check it out in peace. And here you've got many, many different um, graphs and data that you can look at that might hopefully uh, help you make better decisions on what the future of different projects might be. So especially in the DeFi space, everything is so volatile. It's good to have a long perspective outlook on how things are progressing. So Ethereum here, you can see the, the transactions on the Ethereum network. As you can see in this, this growth is exponential of course we've got a little bit of a pullback on the daily transactions but it's still good we haven't peaked the 2017 ico bubble but i believe in a few months we'll definitely manage to break that resistance lines of our transactions and if you go down below you've got many interesting metrics so for example the transactions on the ethereum network monthly the ethereum address uh, adjusted on chain volume daily and here the, we, we're getting a lot more traction and this is good this is Definitely a good sign. That means a lot more people are discovering the DeFi applications, using them and um, sending transactions and smart contract calls on Ethereum. And if you go down below, we've got some super interesting visualizations that um, show the, the flow of the Ethereum transactions on the blockchain. So here you've got the transactions between different centralized exchanges. You've got the addresses, you've got contracts, dApps, miners. And I think it's good. It would be fun to have something like this as a wallpaper. You can also um, compare, for example, uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum uh, metrics. You can look at the different exchanges. You can also look at the different markets such as spot futures options. It's good to see what other people are doing in the space. And it's also good to see how the space is progressing because very often many people just focus on the current price. If the price is going up, the price is going down and not looking at the big picture of how it's growing. And I think that's very, very important, especially for long-term investments, making sure that you also know what larger players in the space are doing for example grayscale how they are accumulating they have already two percent of the total circulating supply of ethereum in total i mean it's always more ethereum um, being generated but the current circulating supply they own around two percent of that all right so this is definitely interesting now of course you've already uh, witnessed the super high fees on the ethereum blockchain when sending transactions interacting with dApps huge farming applications or whatever and you'll be paying $5 per transaction, $10 or $20 for a smart contract um, execution. It's definitely something that is painful, especially if you're only transacting with a few hundred dollars, it's gonna be eating into your profits. And layer two, layer two scaling solutions is definitely something that um, 
it's going to offer a lot of relief. And that is why Coinbase is implementing support for optimistic Ethereum on Coinbase. So optimistic um, has received a lot of hype recently because it's a very promising scaling effort. So scaling Ethereum is monumental endeavor, only possible as a full community effort. Everyone has to work together and optimistic Ethereum allows um, it's basically a protocol which can support massive scale and Vitalik is, is super happy about it. He sees that layer two is going to be the main relief for the Ethereum blockchain until the Ethereum 2.0 update can actually happen. So Coinbase, they're excited to announce that the Coinbase wallet native is, is natively integrated then with the optimistic Ethereum testnet. Coinbase wallet is Coinbase non-custodial wallet and tab browser. Users will be able to view their balances, send transactions safely and secure it using the Coinbase wallet. So it's still on the testnet. However, what that will hopefully allow is for transaction and smart contract uh, interactions that are running on Coinbase to um, happen with a much lower fee and with increased scalability. Definitely a good thing. There are many other uh, dApps such as Synthetic that is also working with um, Optimism Ethereum. Very promising. So let's continue with uh, layer two scaling solutions as that's definitely one of the hottest topics at the moment. So Curve plus CK Sync layer two Ethereum's first user-defined CK rollup smart contracts are so definitely a mouthful. And it's, it's super interesting because at the moment, um, smart contracts haven't been um, integrated into uh, rollups. It wasn't possible, it was very difficult, and this now has been made possible. So Curve and MetaLab's team are excited to announce big steps towards scaling Ethereum in a secure and decentralized way. Today, we are unveiling uh, ZK Sync Layer 2 Smart Contracts Testnet with Curve Finance as the first resident dApp. So you can try out the demo if you want. Um, I'll link it down below. And this is actually super important. So ZK rollups, if you're not aware of what they are, are extremely secure, even with a single validator as they rely on pure math. And they also allow for more, for, allow for a lot of privacy as well as scalability. And now smart contracts could be integrated into a zero knowledge rollup, which is super important, especially if you might want to send a smart contract or, ex or have a smart contract that is not publicly visible. Maybe com companies want to have their business knowledge and private and they want to have a dApp where the smart contract is not visible to everyone to maybe um, hide their business secrets or another reason and now it's possible to do this and matter labs introduced the zinc programming languages and snark friendly zinc um, vm and implemented recursive plonk proof verification for ethereum and this the combination of these technologies will power smart contracts and zk sync so these will be um, private as well as of a lot higher scalability to the users when they're using the decentralized applications. Now, wormhole Solana Ethereum bridge. There's going to be a hackathon. If you're a programmer, you might um, consider uh, signing up for that. So this is definitely super exciting. And wormhole allows existing projects, platforms, and communities to move tokenized assets seamlessly across blockchains to benefit from Solana's high speed and low cost. And here's a, a depiction of how this um, wormhole flow could look like. So if you've got the user, you would lock up the ESC20. You're going to have the bridge. The validators will be monitoring the bridge um, where the users will be locking up the tokens. And these are locked here. And the tokens then get minted into the, uh, in the wormhole contract. And these tokens then get sent to the user. So this would be the um, if, if the user sends from the Ethereum blockchain to, to the Solana one. And if you want to do it another way around, then these tokens get burnt in the wormhole contract after the, the user sends these tokens. The validated watch watches for burns, and when something's burned, then the bridge unlocks the tokens and the user gets back 
the ESC20 tokens. Definitely very interesting. I always love use cases, and this is one that I think is definitely very useful. Uh, luxury watchmaker Brightling issues a digital certificates on the Ethereum blockchain. So as many people are aware, I mean, in watchmaking, they are played with, with uh, counterfeits. And this will hopefully ensure the authenticity of the luxury watches Brightling. Instead of relying on physical certificates, the watchmaker gives you a unique digital passport that certifies the origin of the watch. I mean, this is one of the best use cases, in my opinion, because these um, physical certificates, they can be faked so easily. And having maybe a NFT, a non-fungible token, to prove that the watch that you're owning is authentic, well, that's will definitely add a lot more value, um, sales value when you're trying to resell your your, your Breitling watch uh, on the market, you will be able to send these certificates along with the watch to someone else that is the new owner. So definitely um, really good that they're doing this and also super excited that they're using the Ethereum blockchain. They see the benefits for their customers and the best way for them to add additional value for the customers is by using the Ethereum blockchain. Like I mentioned before at the beginning of the video, Grayscale has been doing a lot. While everybody has been focused on our Bitcoin accumulation, the Grayscale Ethereum Trust now holds over 2% of all ETH in circulation. And that's a massive amount. And I don't think they're stopping um, their accumulation. I think they're just going to continue. They're going to continue buying as long as the prices are pretty low in regards to what they could be, uh, especially as soon as Ethereum 2.0 is launched and the scalability issues are addressed. Talking about um, Ethereum 2.0, I think this is great. If you're uh, uh, Ethereum enthusiast and you're also thinking about becoming a validator, I've made a lot of how to become a validator videos, uh, especially with using Prism from Prismatic Labs. And now recently they just released an ETH2 client web interface. So this will definitely make it a lot easier to launch your validator on your server or on your computer um, by using their new uh, launch script and user interface. So I won't go into this in too much detail. I might make a video. I'll see about that um, if there's enough um, demand. Thing about this uh, new user interface, it will help you monitor your beacon node and your validator as well as um, give you a lot of useful commands to manage your um, validator keys, exporting the keys and a lot more. You'll see the performance as well as if you're being slashed and so on. And I hopefully, um, I hope in the future they also implement some kind of um, alert system that would inform you should your validator go offline or even um, be slashed. So I'll link this also down below. You can check out the beta version of this web user interface, allowing you to have a much more straightforward process of installing your validator and beacon node on your system. So it's, it's really good. It's got a lot of features, ability to create new HD wallet from the mnemonic and generate validator accounts from C, the ability to import key stores from an external source, ability to monitor your gains and losses for your validator, view chain data such as the current sync slot for your beacon chain, ability to view your validator account, sort them, view them in beacon chain explorer. So there's a lot of functionality and yeah, if there's enough demand, I'll make a video about it. Let's continue. This is um, something you have to pay attention to. It's not what I talked about at the beginning of the video about losing money, but this is also one way that you can lose money if you don't pay enough attention. And smart contracts can allow for anyone to interact with your wallet. And this is something that you have to keep in mind, especially when you're approving smart contracts, especially from a tokens that you don't really know who created the token and you don't really um, know if they've got your best intentions in mind. And the example here is an unfortunate example that happened to many um, DeFi users that were interacting with Unicats. And I'm not going to go through the whole document, but the gist of what happened is 
different uh, users interested in staking um, tokens on the Unicat platform. They had to approve these tokens and then they put their um, tokens into the liquidity pool and left it there. And the developer um, decided he wasn't really interested anymore in being a developer for that platform and he pulled the rug under them. That means he drained the whole liquidity pools of the funds, which left the investors dry. However, we've got John who managed to take his liquidity out, out of the pool before that happens. And he thought he was safe. However, little did he know is that he approved the Unicat smart contract. After everyone had put the liquidity into the Unicat pool, well, John wasn't really too happy about it and he removed the liquidity before anything happened. And then a few days later, the dev decided to pull the rug under all of the investors' feet. And, and of course, John thought, well, he got lucky. His tokens are safe in his own wallet. Little did he know that when he approved the Unicat smart contract, there was a small function that he didn't actually look at. I mean, whoever looks at smart contracts when they approve different um, ESC20 tokens or um, deciding to provide liquidity into liquidity pool, probably no one. And the thing is, in this um, smart contract, there is a function called set governance, and that was changed. And that was changed to set governance to underline a governance to the Unicode token address and for the data to pass the following function, transfer from John Doe to Unicat's amount 10,000 tokens. And that was in the smart contract. What that means is that even though John managed to withdraw his uni tokens from the liquidity pool to his own Ethereum wallet address, a few days later, the dev managed to steal all of these tokens from his Ethereum uh, wallet because John initially approved of this smart contract and changed the set governments, giving someone else control over his own Ethereum wallet, making it vulnerable. So this is something you have to keep in mind when interacting with unknown, uh, super new smart contracts, especially if you don't really know if the dev has the investor's best interest in mind. And the thing is, it's not finished there. When the Ethereum wallet has no tokens left, the governments are still set. That means if any other tokens are added to, uh, if any other uni tokens are added to this Ethereum wallet, then they will also be stolen. So the important message here is the infinite approval does not disappear once you have zero tokens in your balance accounts with um, infinite approval remain vulnerable as long as the approval has not been revoked or the account is completely abandoned. And this has happened to quite a lot of people that interacted with this Unicat pool, even after they withdrew the funds and they thought they were safe. And I hope you can take this message, make sure that you only interact with smart contracts that you're aware of, the, the, that the devs have your best interest in mind. Um, unaudited smart contracts can definitely um, pose some really inherent risks, such as changing the governments of your um, wallet. The, the Ethereum space is definitely not as safe place there are a lot of dangers. I highly recommend that you check out the following article on Frontrunners. And the article is called Ethereum is a Dark Forest based, the name Dark Forest comes from um, the book, um, The Dark Forest by 16 New, very popular. I'm listening to it at the moment. So let's get back to Frontrunners. What are they? Well, basically they are arbitrage bots scouring the depths of the Ethereum mempool and these Apex predators take in the form of arbitrage bots and arbitrage bots monitor pending transactions and attempt to exploit profitable opportunities. So these pending transactions waiting to be added into the next block, they're going to have a certain gas fee and these arbitrage bots set a much higher gas fee in order to put into the block first, exploiting um, the first transactions opportunity, leaving the first person that spot these transactions with empty hands. 
And this is not only for arbitrage opportunities, this could also be with liquidity pools. If two or three liquidity pools have a different exchange ratios, well, these arbitrage bots will spot it. Or if someone spots it, these arbitrage bots will um, say a much higher gas fee to steal this arbitrage opportunity from the person that spot it. And this, this paper is talking about uh, a vulnerability that was discovered in a smart contract and developers want to actually um, patch this vulnerability. They would have to funnel the funds out of the smart contract and so on. However, they know and are aware that there are arbitrage bots scouring the mempool and waiting for such an opportunity. So the problem is with these um, developers trying to save this decentralized application, uh, they also have to prevent these front-runner bots from taking this opportunity and steal the funds from under their eyes uh, before the transaction can go through. So I highly recommend that you read this article. It's well written and it gives a very good in-depth um, explanation of how these front-runners work and what kind of um, challenges developers are facing um, with smart contracts, especially smart contracts that have a problem in them and you discover this flaw and you're trying to save it before that the front runner bots discover this opportunity. Super exciting. Now on the same topic of front runners, uh, I also might make a video of this and this is just a super great example on how you can detect these front runners in action with a small uh, amount of ether. You can actually um, use a small Ethereum um, smart contract as a honeypot to, 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 to see the front runners in action. So this is a post that shows how you can actually do it, how you can set up this honeypot contract to see these um, front runner bots in, a, um, in action. And the, the, the basic gist of this is that you're locking up some funds with a password, a super easy password, and the front runner bot will unlock this password in the transaction before you can unlock it. Super fascinating. The whole front runner topic is generally a complicated subject, but I hope that these two articles will um, shed a little bit of light on the topic. Oh, wait, wait a second before we continue, make sure you check out my Patreon link down below where you get a lot of juicy updates, information on what's happening as well as what tokens I'm buying and selling at the moment and one exclusive Patreon video per month as well as supporting the channel and allowing me to create a lot more content. So make sure to check out the link down below and help me continue making these videos. Band Protocol, a competitor to Chainlink, is doing some fantastic things. And I think you should keep your eyes on them because bringing real-world data um, into smart contracts is super important because it's bread and butter for many decentralized finance applications. And what they've done is they are upgrading um, their protocol from phase zero to phase one, creating a fully decentralized Oracle network with 67 validator nodes for partners to integrate and utilize. Now, what I think is also a good thing is they've lost quite a lot of value. So there might be a good token up for grabs after the recent drop, but not financial advice, uh, just something they might keep in mind. I'm talking about um, oracles. Um, let's go back to the main player, the Chainlink. And I think they've got a fantastic thing now. Um, it was actually developed during a hackathon and Chainlink now lets you control your Tesla car. So I'm still waiting on my Tesla car. <laughs> the jokes, I haven't ordered one. Um, and this external adapter that allows getting access to Tesla cars and change their state um, has become available on the Chainlink market. And this would allow for um, remote um, car lending services. That means me, maybe uh, from my mobile phone, I could unlock the car and give um, access to another person so that he could borrow the car for a certain amount of time. The great thing about this, it would allow people to um, lend their um, Tesla car to anyone. And the company, Link My Ride, actually developed that during a hackathon and allowed anyone to rent, become their own rental platform because rental platforms, they generally charge around 30%. Um, of the revenue earned, which is definitely a lot. 
Um, so you can um, check out the Link My Ride demo. I think it's uh, super interesting and definitely the direction that I think is the future of our economy. Everyone becoming their own company, their own bank um, in this decentralized world. Last but not least is a chart I'm sure you've seen countless times, and that is the Wall Street cheat sheet psychology of a market cycle with the disbelief phase, the euphoria phase, and it goes down to anger and disbelief. And I think a very, very fun um, adaption of this chart is by taking the ETH chart and placing it over it, which um, fits really well. We've got the ICO boom here. We've got the anger phase, the black swan event in March, and now we're starting to slowly gain some traction with um, a lot of new development happening in the future. And I believe that this phase here is now the one that is happening here. So definitely a lot of upwards potential, in my opinion, especially when scaling solutions are solved. Thanks a lot for watching the video. Make sure you hit the like button and also hit the subscribe to get a lot more videos like this. I wish you a fantastic day and I'll catch you in the next one. Have a good one. Bye-bye.